Hello and welcome to this episode of Football is Life. And sometime death. I'm Niffer. And I'm Andy. And we have a couple games to talk about today. So today we're recording March 20th. Um, our, our CONCACAF Champions League run is over. We do need to talk about the second game in the Tigres um, two-game run. And then we also need to talk about and that's it. The Charlotte game. And that's we it. Can, we're going to just talk briefly about Are the we... Charlotte game. But we don't have to get into it because, honestly, it wasn't great. It was not a great showing. So let's just start. Let's start where it, where it was good. The 70th minute of the Tigres game. Because, to be honest, for the first 70 minutes, I was like, what the heck is happening here? And if it weren't for, once again, Pedro Galese being an absolute king, we would be we would have been destroyed by them. So let me... Let me before we go deeper into Tigre's game, if we if we're gonna look at a holistic view, I'm just guys, I just came from work, so I am still have my brain of business analyst. So this is <laughs> what I what I would say about the two games. If we able to mush those two games together, we gonna have amazing mm-hmm. team. That's the that's mm-hmm. the gist of it. Why I'm saying that? Mm-hmm. Tigre's game, we did defense brilliantly. The defense was running on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. Defense only. Because we have a problem still mm-hmm. in our midfield helping our back. This is something that we need mm-hmm. to figure out. And the front is humming along with... Finally, Fukondo Torres start to eh, start to begin to give some hope that he will be back to his old self. And yeah, and the season has only been going on for a few weeks, so like we don't need to push the pan the panic. Yes yet. and no, because if you if you look at the team from a different from a different angle of. Um, not just watching as a spectator, as more as an analyst, and look at what's the routes, what the where they are going, and where the te- what what every player does once they ha- get the ball. This is my challenge of the whole team right now. Um, t- let's focus on Tigris. Tigris was very organized. They have a plan, and you can see very day light that the team was only focused in this in this stage of the season on the CONCACAF and they tried 100%. Uh, unfortunately the goal happened the goal happened in the 72nd minutes. Uh it was very clumsy. But I would say I'm so proud it was Ergen Kara's goal because it's a brilliant goal. It's an amazing goal. And it's proving this team still have the heart to play even in the lo- in the ninety four first minute. And they scored and they're doing yeah. what they need to do. Mm-hmm. But my down point of this game is uh still we don't have uh, stable it full squad meaning um, the challenge that I've been seeing when I watch the game I watch the game twice 
the first time was the spectator view the second one was more of watching what our players does um, fundamental football that you receive the ball you either start to go forward or you scan forward you need to scan to see mm -hmm. where you're going and where you pass next however you can mm -hmm. see the problem with our team that they scan and the scanning happens stationary they don't start mm -hmm. to a uh, widen the playground that what that we use jewel use try to open spaces we are very congested in one spot and i'm sorry to use this uh <laughs> use this example but we are very uh middle school soccer team that they run behind the ball and this is the problem right now that we are not spreading on the field we are not opening up spaces uh Mauricio Perea uh and Aruho a couple of times they collide each other because mm -hmm. they are not sure where they're gonna go uh Ivan Angulo and uh and uh Facundo Torres sometimes you find find them next to each other and the way they are supposed to be mm -hmm. on both sides they are they are supposed to open the uh the field uh but on the other hand you have somebody like Duncan Maguire who is brilliant and he is paying me dividend because i've been saying he is mm -hmm. the future he's great and he's doing that and his yeah. heart in the field is priceless so that's my yeah. quick take of tigri's game yeah yeah no i i i i agree with you wholeheartedly um it was great to see erkan kara show up in a moment that really mattered he was very focused that was a good looking i mean it was very good it is too bad that it took us 70 minutes to get into form on the night because the the full yes first half i was like what the heck and then the second half it started to come together but it's just like oh we needed to yep. come out of the gate with that energy that we had in the last 25 minutes and that's you know if we had played the way that we did at the end of the game for 80 percent of the game instead of 20 percent of the game we no doubt would have won um which is pretty incredible and so i feel very happy that for our first go in concacaf champions league we held our own we ended with a draw in both games against the number three team in la liga mx and a team that won champions league just a few years ago i think that it's incredible for our young team who is still figuring out how to put it together it's really good for our morale and all of those things i wish it had been a different result of course but i think there's a lot of there's a lot more positives than negatives on the on the tournament um so i'm grateful for that i wish that that momentum had carried us into the game over the weekend and that's the transition we don't have to talk about it long honestly this might not be a very long episode because it's pretty frustrating um, you know, right now, at, at, when you look at the table, we are um, ninth. I mean, I know there's a bunch of ties in there, but like we're listed as ninth in the East. We only have five points on four games. And it's just, it's honestly unacceptable because especially 
the way we played against Charlotte, who has dropped every game this season. And they have looked bad. And it's not like they showed up as a new team. So why don't you talk? What well, let's talk about the Charlotte game, Andy. So let let me let me emphasize here about about quick thing. So today, for example, I found out that Niffer is a Manchester United fan. That was a big deal for me because I'm a Man U fan. Anyway, I have no idea how you didn't know that before. I didn't know too. It's not but a secret. The reason why I'm bringing Man U in this conversation because Man U is a great example. Man U, the comparison between last season and this season, the first half of the, f- the season. The last season, they were getting up and down and were trying to get a character. Early this season, they have a problem with the team and they found it and they get rid of it and the team got forward. Yes, not 100% back, but you can see the character. Yeah, This is what we are dealing with right now. We had problems last season. We got rid of with a lot of our players and we brought new talents. Mm-hmm. The new talent need to adjust. The same like Manchester United. Mm-hmm. But here's the problem. The character is not here. And the reason why I wanna wanna why I'm saying there is no character, what happened in Charlotte Gate? Charlotte game in the first 20 minutes were brilliant, were amazing. I can't believe that we played like this. Uh, uh, never can speak about that. I, when we scored the first goal that was offside, I text, I said, if we playing like this for, for the rest of the game, we look amazing. It was a very tricky play. It was, I don't remember who, Pass it by their heel to Torres and Torres through pass and then Ojeda put it. It was amazing. The team mm-hmm. finally was humming and looks good. Mm-hmm. Then what happened after the goal when they scored their goal in in the I think it was the twenty first or twenty second twenty seventh something like that. They when they scored their first goal, they our team in twenty six minutes. The 26 minute, the team you feel gave up. They stopped. <laughs> they sit back. They are not doing anything. They are uh, not pushing forward. All the fundamental of football disappeared. Mm-hmm. And then a second goal comes. And I will say that as much as I was saying uh, Galesi is the best goalkeeper, but the first goal, 100% his mistake. Hundred percent. Okay, but when we talk about the forty-seven saves he's had this season, yeah, I'm not. I feel like, yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know. I just feel like I'm saying that he probably would have had that save if he had literally every week now had to show up like just more excellent than the week before. Yes, but that whole game, Galese. That's what I'm trying to get to. Galese was not in his form, not even mm-hmm. top form. He wasn't there. He wasn't in form. There is a go ball in the second half. They shooting it and hit the uh, woodwork, and he was looking at it as if it. He didn't even try to uh, to get to it, and he saw it. I thought when I watched it the first time, I thought he didn't see saw the player. But there is another camera angle from the back of the goal. You can see the ball when he shoot it, and he didn't try to save it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm getting to that that's not 
Galaxy is all 100% fault. It's the whole system. It's not humming. And another thing that I notice happened after the second goal, Oscar Perea reaction. There is a cam- the camera angle. He begin to shout and call his team, and he want to do substitution. Apparently, that's mm-hmm. the lack of plan. We have a problem with character, and I think unfortunately, Mauricio Pereira is not that type of captain that he can rally the troops around him by pushing people forward. I think he is too nice. For that stage to push people forward, I think he's a great player, but we need somebody to yell. And unfortunately, I'm going to say that somebody like Nani, when he was a captain and pushing in the first and second year, not the last one, the first and second year when he pushing player literally go to the field and push them physically to a play, while we don't have that. We don't have. You feel the players reach to a point of they are not eager to go play. I yeah. I would say we have somebody like Duga who was always on fire, and uh, Maguire and what he's doing. But I have no clue why you feel they throw the towel and they just uh, it's a game. Yeah, it did feel like the team sort of felt like. <clears throat> We'll get we'll get it we'll get this one back. I don't know. It just sort of felt like uh, it was like uh, like when the substitute teacher gets called in. You know, it's like uh, today we're gonna watch a movie kind of game. You yeah. know, excuse me. With the Concacaf, um, with the Concacaf tournament and and these other things going on, I can see how the team might be feeling a little pushed. Everybody is still getting used to one another. We haven't had the same lineup ever. You know, like it just is, it's just wild. So um, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel very um, hopeful about the future. It's very early on. I do need to see Oscar Perea push in a different way and create some consistency across the, across the um, lineups, especially in the defense. We have to figure out what roles people in the midfield are playing. Are you a defensive midfielder? Are you an attacking midfielder? Are Is the ball supposed to always come through certain people? We don't have to play a, a specific style that we played last year that we've ever played, but it seems like people don't know what their jobs are. And that's, you know, that's a, that's a leadership yes. thing. That's a coaching thing. Um, and maybe they're still figuring it out. You know, it is a lot of new people. But we're we're five games in now, so figure it out. I I agree with you hundred percent, and I would say, um, the second half when um, Oscar did the changes and he brought Kyle into the game instead of Santos, and play Kyle in the middle, and, and he played literally three five two in the second. Pretty much the end of the second half, but the two in the mm-hmm. front, they play them 1-1 by having Maguire or uh, Riviera in the front. But I like that a lot because it gave, a, uh, give Mikey Holiday some room to breathe, give uh, uh, 
give Ivan Angulo when he came in some room to breathe. I think my opinion that we should stick with three five two for now until we figure out what's happening with Antonio Carlos, and then you bring your four four two back. That's up to you, but for now let's fo- let's stick with something in the back. Uh, I mm-hmm. would say re- put Holiday a little bit on the bench and get um, uh, uh, Gaston sometime just to get Holiday leak recalibrated. Uh, I'm still mm-hmm. thinking Perea need to sit and come from the bench for at least a game or two until he sees what's happening. I think the team need refocusing period to go and come out of that situation that we are in because unfortunately we played the the weakest team in the league and we lost to them. So and yeah. we, our next game is Philly and Philly yes you can't you can't you can't screw around with Philly. Like and they whatever we are doing with Charlotte their, will not win. And they are not in their best let's be f- fair. They are not in their best uh for form they lost to montreal which is not doing good uh they lost to uh, they but they win in the concacaf 4-0 so it's it's up and down for them but and they lost to miami so it's it's getting there but we need start to figure out we don't have any other competition to focus on right now until we get to the other competition end of july but for now we need to focus and begin to create a, a, more of a standard of a team that we know who's the starting 11 and who's backing up and who we substitute. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I want to be hopeful. I am hopeful. I don't want to be, I am hopeful. Um, it's just a, uh, just a big disappointment we said last week whatever happens with tigres you know will be but if we you know if we play poorly against charlotte we're gonna have a different conversation and i feel like that's why we're having a different conversation you know i i i'm hopeful um there is some good stuff going on though with the team with the international play call-ups yeah um i think that's a, a happier note to end on so let's talk about some of those um we've got two peruvian yes. players that are called up uh, Pedro Glace and Cartagena. And Cartagena. I think the more those guys play together, it's good for the for Orlando City. You know, like so. I hope that uh that them that they both um get minutes with the Peruvian team. Um, <clears throat> and we have two U twenties yep. um for the U S side, uh with Mikey Holiday and Thomas Thomas Williams. Yep. Yeah. And, Again, and it's interesting. It's me, good. I love having Mikey Holiday in the mix. And I'm. It's interesting to me they picked Thomas um, Williams. Even he didn't play a minute this season, but yeah, I mean they see they, uh, they must see something. Is that Jason Christ, the U twenty uh, gaffer? I think I think he's the captain. Uh, he's yeah. the coach. Yeah. We we I this is a this is an Orlando City hot take, but I feel like we really messed it up when we let Jason Christ go. Um, there was just some tension with the front office when it was run by Flavio's team. I think now with like the different ownership, I just it, so many things could have been, you know. 
um, which is fine. Figure it out. But I, I just always liked Jason Christ. I know not everybody did, but I thought that he, he's just more disciplined than some of the other coaches we've had, um, which I like about Poppy, but I just don't understand him. Not that it's my job to, not that Poppy owes me anything, but like, but it's our job. I want to know. It's our job. It's, it is our job as, as podcasters to uh, get in here and make it, make it happen. It's uh, um, the coach is Anthony uh, Anthony Hudson. And oh, okay. Where does Christ? Who who is he coaching? I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. But uh, yeah, Anthony Hudson, and then we're gonna get uh, another coach called Mikey Varus. I don't know who's that. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh. Yeah. So back back to the. The call ups, yeah, Facundo Torres has got called up for um Oh yeah. For Uruguay. Which is mm-hmm. he he's he the Uruguay squad is really you are talking of Valverde, you're talking about um the the team that they're the the whole squad for Uruguay is really strong. Mm-hmm. So to pull no, no, no knockoff on the MLS, but you pick somebody <coughs> from the MLS and you have some uh, Luis Diaz and, oh, sorry, not Diaz, um, and Darwin Nunes in all of these big name in the squad mm-hmm. and you're still pulling for Condutores from our side of MLS, that's speak values of that team. That, uh, how, for sure. And for how sure. Facundo is really great player Mm -hmm. yeah he's he is a really good player it's just everybody's got to click in together you know and so that's what we're working on we've got to we've just got to make it happen um yeah i'm just looking at the at the people they pulled you have you have couple of big names people from city manchester manchester united sorry uh Sporting uh, Lisbon, uh, Real Madrid, Real Madrid, uh, Palmeiras, Mallorca, yeah, they are, they are from everywhere, and the, and Tarasbor in uh, Turkey, yeah, it's a big team mm-hmm. and a big deal. Yeah, no, it's a really big deal. Um, I think I I I'm happy to see the MLS have more more and more players that are playing for their national teams. That it's not just a you know, just a place to where people go to retire. Um, but really people are, are getting their feet under them here. So uh, I think it's good for the league. It's really good for our team. Um, just really grateful. And who knows what's going to happen after the summer break when the mm-hmm. the uh, those rumors that Messi is coming to Miami happen. Who will we be, yeah. who we will be attracting to MLS? Like what Beckham yeah, did yeah. in the early 2000s. Yeah, it, it will be really interesting to see what happens um, on the on the other side of it, for sure. I'm, I'm very hopeful um, that Messi, if he comes here, it will bring other talent from Europe here. It just, that's just the nature of it. And so I'm really happy about that and looking forward to um, seeing how that will continue to shape the sport and how we will continue to find success um, across the league. So, yeah, I think it's great. I'm feeling hopeful. I'm feeling frustrated about 
about Charlotte, but we got to look forward, right? Yes. Looking ahead, looking ahead. Um, as we look ahead, we've got, um, let's see, we've got Philly this weekend in Philly, right? And uh, just heads up, uh, Jason Christ is now assistant coach in Miami. Ugh, traitor. Um, and then, and then we'll see, uh, we'll see Nashville the weekend after. So, yep. um, hopefully we'll go up to Subaru park and make a, make an indent, uh, I you hope know, so. I hope. take advantage of them not playing in, in strong form. And yeah, I just, I want to see us find some consistency. If we're going to draw, let it be like, let, let's at least be consistent. I don't want to see us lose any more games though. Ever. Never, ever. Uh, you're uh, you're the optimistic <laughs> of this uh, podcast. I am the pessimistic. So I'm That's gonna true. tell you, sorry, this is not gonna happen. But yeah, it's wishful dreams. Uh, I know. Yeah. I'm aware. I'm aware. Well, wonderful. You know, I love talking about what's going on with Orlando City, and I'm excited to see how the the season will continue to unfold. Thanks for listening with us and for being with us on the hard days and also on the days that feel really exciting it's going to make it even more fun because we uh, got through the slog together right so we'll see you next time and go city